Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 66. And today we're going to talk about a topic that's not often spoken about. If you ever felt like you've been kicked in the guts by life, then stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another Monday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm super happy to be hanging out with you here today and thanks so much for joining me and keeping me company for another episode. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that most of the time we don't talk about. It's one of those little topics that gets brushed under the rug, put the rug on top, we don't talk about it. Being lonely in business, being lonely in life, having things happen to us and we don't talk to people about them. When things are going wrong in our lives, keeping them to ourselves and not doing anything about them can send us into a really deep spiral of despair And I'm pretty sure that most of us have felt that at some time or another. Even the most positive people have times where they're just wondering, what am I doing? Why am I going here? Why why am I keeping on going? It's human nature. It's part of what happens to us. And today, with my featured guest, I'm going to be talking about how to take the positives from these times in our lives, how we can use these times to give us empathy and to take us on a different path to help the people in our world a little bit more. But firstly, if you haven't joined my free Facebook group, I would love you to come out and hang with us. Join us over on Facebook at the Thought Leaders in the Circle. I don't want you to feel like there's no one to talk to. There's a whole heap of people in there, amazing business owners that uh, are going through all of the feels, the great times, the sad times, the frustrating times, all of them. And uh, it's a great community. So I'd love you to join us there. But today's featured guest, Jennifer Whitmore, is talking about how she had a time in her life that sent her into a very, very dark place. And she's going to share her her story of resilience. She pulls back the covers and shares her story to help us understand 
how she's got to where she is now. I think it's really important to note that no matter what you're going through, don't think that just because there's people going through worse than you, that it's not okay to feel down sometimes. I wanted to mention that before we go into this episode because, you know, sometimes we can be having dark times and someone can say, that's nothing compared to what, you know, this person is going through. Yes, whilst that is right, it is still okay to feel down and to there's nothing worse than shaming yourself because you think your problems aren't as big as someone else's. Uh, and that's also what we talk about today. So without further ado, let's bring in the super inspiring Jennifer Whitmore. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Jen. It's so wonderful to have you joining me here today. Thanks. I'm so excited to be with you. It is going to be very exciting. We're just going to have a chat and see what comes out. You have got a lot of stories to share. You're a very interesting person. And I think that a lot of the stories so many people will get value from and be able to relate to with all of the things that you've gone through in your life. But before we get started, why don't you let us know a little bit about what you're doing now and the kinds of people that you work with? Fantastic. Thank you. So right now, I actually am a personal trainer and I have clients who are interested in weight loss and getting stronger. Um, I also work with basically like an accountability coaching type thing. A lot of people are really just looking for that outer accountability. They need someone to push them from the outside. And that's pretty normal when it comes to most everything. Um, mm. We all tend to to be obligers in that sense. And so we need some type of outer accountability. And so I work with mainly people who are interested in weight loss, who are interested in improving themselves as people. And I've been doing that for quite a while. So I'm really excited about it. I get a lot of joy out of helping an individual person get to the end of the line where they want to be. And I think that a lot of coaches that are listening know that feeling that, you know, we do what we do because we love helping so much. You know, we love adding value to people and helping them to achieve things. It's, it's what keeps us going. It's what lights our souls. So I know that a lot Absolutely. of people will resonate with that. Now, you have been, like you said, you have been a PT for a while, but going back a few years ago, you had a change in direction. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened at that time and, and what it meant to the way that you are working now? Yeah, absolutely. So I am married. I got married really young and my husband and I do have two children already. Um, we have a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old and we really wanted to add a third child to our family. And so we got pregnant for the third child and we miscarried and pregnant again and miscarried and a third time pregnant again and miscarried. And all of my miscarriages were right on that second trimester line. Mm. And so most of us moms know what it is, you know, to be pregnant and how far into the pregnancy you are at that time and being let down time after time really messed with my mental stability. I basically was functioning on the level of survival. I had two kids to take care of and a house to take care of and a job to do as well as my husband. You know, he fit in there as well. But through that time, um, I really, really got lost. I don't really know. It's like, I mean, you know, as a mom, you plan 
that whole life that you, mm. you know, that you don't even know yet. And yeah. when you lose it and it isn't there anymore, it leaves this really big, ugly, dark hole. And I think it's something that isn't talked about very much. It took a really long time for me to be able to talk about it. But I feel like at this point in time, it is such a lonely thing. So mm-hmm. I want other people to know that they aren't alone when they have to go through things because it's much more common than we think it is. We, we never really think about it until it happens to us. And mm-hmm. I feel like even before it happened to me, I had friends that went through it and I was, I don't want to say I was unsympathetic because I don't mean that I was unkind. I just mean that you, you don't really think about it. Like you don't, it doesn't resonate with you until you go through it yourself. And I was really lost for a really long time. It took me a while to kind of pull myself out of that hole. And it definitely has changed the way that I do things now, as far as my own business and my own clients. Firstly, I'm so sorry to hear that you had to go through it three times. And I understand what you're trying to say there about you don't understand what it's like until you go through it. Because I was super, super blessed and had three amazing kids and no problems and miscarried a couple of times while we were trying for our fourth. So I understand and I know that other people that are listening, if they have been through it, they'll understand that it's not that we didn't have sympathy before. It's just that you don't understand what it's like until you do go through it. And it is such a lonely time. So, you know, I can, I can only imagine, I can't actually, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through that three times coming out of what you went through, which would have been so difficult. And I understand that whole, you just in survival, just functioning, doing what you're doing. What happened that helped you or what we, what did you do to help you come out the other side of that? Well, for me, I am a spiritual person. You know, if, if you are not a spiritual person, I'm not sure what or who you would turn to, but I am very strong in our church and our beliefs, and I really did rely on God. I prayed so much because the concern that I had was in my past, I have struggled with anxiety, and as the miscarriages piled on, so did the anxiety, and I felt like that the enemy was always wanting to tell me about how much worse things were going to get. I got so fearful and so sad. I was afraid that my husband was going to die. I was afraid that the children I had were going to die. I was afraid that I was going to die. These things just, you know, basically were unhealthy. But that's where I was. I was stuck in that because I had lost, you know, my three children I had expected to have to complete our family. And, you know, they just kept they just kept dying on me. And and that sounds like such a harsh word, but it's true. That's what Mm, was happening. mm -hmm. And it made me fearful for our future. And so I had to figure out how I was going to get myself out. I felt like um, at one point, my husband and I, we really, unfortunately, we grieved separately through this. But after it was all over, we did come together and we had a chat about it. And it's something I felt like that we overcame. And even though we did grieve separately, I think that now we are stronger for it because we know next time, not, not that I want to speak a next time of a tragedy, but you know, that's the way that things go sometimes. And Mm -hmm. so I think that we'll be stronger the next go around for, you know, any other life events that may come. But I did have to 
start meditating. I put verses all over my car and it it wasn't it wasn't a quick fix by any means. Months and months and months went by. I basically had that thought of one day where I was like, okay, this is enough. Because if I stay like this, then things are not going to get better. And I was concerned of how they would go if they started to go any further south. Mm -hmm. So I made that decision to where, you know, it was kind of like that pick yourself up by your bootstraps. And I prayed every day. I meditated every day. And it did not make my anxiety go away. Mm -hmm. And just little by little by little, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel became brighter and brighter. And I finally came out the other side. And once I did, I realized that. We are all, you know, just on this journey together. You know, we're all going through things. We all have things. And I think that that's something that sometimes we don't necessarily think about. We're always involved in our own problems. And we don't think about that everyone else has their own problems as well. So it's something that I wanted to change. If there was any positivity that I could put into other people, I was going to help them with what I was already doing. And it's so true. We never, ever know what's happening behind closed doors of someone else's house. And all you need to do is share a story like this. And I'm sure we all have at some point shared a story like this on a podcast or around a dinner table or, you know, even at a business conference. And all of a sudden you realize, wow, everyone has got stories. And that a lot of times we don't talk about them. But by sharing these stories, we do help other people that need to hear how we've overcome our challenges. So what I would love to know now is how has this really traumatic experience that you and your husband have been through, how has this changed your life and how has it changed your business? Okay. So as far as my life goes, I definitely have a closer relationship with God and my church. I also feel like I try very hard to pay much more attention to the people in my life. And I mean, like focused attention. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we get stuck in that day to day, you know, grind of the job and the responsibilities. And I really do make strong efforts to spend the time with the family that I have because I am so thankful that I have them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to wallow in what I don't have. I would much rather be thankful and grateful for what I do have. I also started doing a gratitude journal. It is a technique that I learned. It's not even that big of a deal, but it is just a small technique of something that I learned just to keep my mind positive. As I said, anxiety is something that I have struggled with. And so it keeps me on a positive outlook every day. I write down three things every day that I'm thankful for. And sometimes it is just as simple as a cup of coffee. I think I'm just going to jump in for two seconds, if you don't mind. You did mention that the gratitude journal seems like such a little thing. I know that I don't have a story similar to yours, but you know, I had that, I have this story of where my life blew up and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, wasn't going to plan. And I also started writing in a gratitude journal and I don't think it's a tiny thing. I think it is a massive thing. I think at that time, if I hadn't have started really being able to refocus on what I was really thankful for at a time where I thought I had nothing left in my life, I actually don't think I would have come out the other side. I think that, that filling out a gratitude journal is massive. 
Yes. And you know what? That's such a great word that you used, refocus. Because like I said, sometimes we just get so involved and so narrow-minded in the things that we are in, the things that we are going through, we can't see the bigger picture. Mm. And sometimes the bigger picture is just something small, like lunch with a friend. You know, I got dressed today and I was able to get up with no problems. You know, sometimes it's just the little things that become part of the larger picture. And so, yes, the gratitude journal is something that's, that's helped me a lot. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And how did this all change the focus of what you were doing in your personal training business? Yeah. So I have been in the gym scene for like 12 years now. It's been a long time going. I have done everything from teach classes in group settings to now one-on-ones. And I I really do like both, but my preference is the one-on-one because I feel like that you get to know people on such a much more deeper level you know, it's, it's kind of like your hairdresser, you know, everyone jokes about Uh how much people tell their hairdresser, but Uh it's true when you're with someone on a regular basis and it's just the two of you, you get to talk and your conversations get intimate. You get to know the details of their lives and the things that they go through. And that's stuff that I enjoy because I get to help the whole person. Personal training for most of the time is for weight loss or just to keep someone focused on track. And that's where the accountability part comes in. Because you know someone is waiting for you, you're going to go and get the job done. And in that process, you get to know people and you get to hear their hearts and they get to hear your hearts. And so you're very much invested in each other. And that's what I enjoy. And that's how it's changed my business. Uh, Actually, a funny story. So I had a personal training business. I finished up, I think, in about 2011. But I was just on a phone call with one of my old clients just this week. And I was saying to her, it was funny because I had 18 years where I was a dance teacher. And there are like thousands of children and parents I met over the years, thousands and pretty much don't keep in contact with any of them, yet still keep in contact with all my personal training clients. And exactly like you say, because you know everything about them. It is such an intimate relationship having a personal trainer. They just know mm-hmm. everything. So I, I think it's a, I, it is a special thing to be that close to people and, and to know that you've made such a difference in their lives. Yeah, I'm excited about the way that things are heading this year. That's so cool. I know that you do a, a lot of around nutrition and sugar-free hacks and all of that, all of that kind of thing. Is this something that you've done in your business the whole way through, or is the, or did you sort of research more around this time in your life where you did have these physical issues? Is this something that you were able to dive deeper into just to help yourself to then help others? I feel like that maybe it was a bit intertwined. Some of the things came, you know, before the miscarriages, um, before that whole life change. But I have always, I I feel like because I have struggled with my own weight, I have always been someone who tries very hard to stay and focus on the healthier side of things. And so I definitely started to do a deep dive into sugar And that is really, I know there's a whole lot of people who, you know, they love keto and they love Whole30 and and whatever the popular diets are. But I personally feel like if you can eat a whole diet,
diet and you can avoid sugar. Now, don't get me wrong. I just had a little candy bar earlier today, so <laughs> I am not 100% sugar-free. That doesn't happen. But for the majority of your diet, if you can avoid excess sugar, then you will be healthier for it in the long term because we know all of these things about sugar. We know that it is, it is factual information that it is as addictive as cocaine. Mm. We know how poorly it affects our body. We know it raises our insulin. We know it makes us hold on to fat. Like it's just not a good situation when it comes to sugar. So yes, I do have the five days worth of sugar-free hacks. And this is all added sugar that we are talking about because mm -hmm. there is natural sugar, which you still also don't want to eat, you know, all of the time, mm -hmm. just in excess. But, you know, fruit has natural sugar and we know that fruit is good for us. So this is all added sugar in processed food that we do not need in our bodies. I also find from a business perspective or, you know, being entrepreneurial, we've got days where we're, we've got a lot on and that I do yeah, I would say 95% of my, my days or my weeks or my months are sugar-free. I don't eat sugar very much at all. Generally, it's only if I, I go out for dinner with friends. And I can focus a lot easier without it. I know the second mm -hmm. that I have it that I'm quite scattered. Oh, okay. See, I feel like that I am actually the opposite where I may not notice a change when I eat it, but I notice a major change when I stop eating it. Mm -hmm. And I will give you a perfect example of obviously through the holidays, we all like to overindulge and have a good time. And so as soon as my holidays were over, and I'm talking this year, okay, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I don't eat sugar because I do. But after I had a nice holiday and I started to cut it back out of my diet, my anxiety levels rose and there was absolutely nothing going on in my life. It is how it affects your system and how sugar is just bottom line, not good for you. Yeah. And it affects people in different ways. Like you said, you know, you eat it and you notice a complete difference as soon as you start eating it. When mm. I take it out, I notice how my body goes through those cravings. Like I get hungry and I'm not hungry for anything. It's just that I'm going through withdrawals. Mm. So we need to be mindful of that and cut out sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, sugar's not good. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nice. Now, I know that you also have a podcast, Adventuring the Girl Life. Can you share a little bit about how you came up with the concept of this and, and also why you started a podcast? Yes. Yeah, so um, Adventuring the Girl Life is actually my pet project right now. I lovingly refer to it as my third child. I feel like that God just works things out for us the way that they are supposed to be. And I have always had like an entrepreneurial type spirit. My parents own their own business. They have for 20 plus years. And I was never, ever happy working for someone else. That was just my personal preference. And so I have been a business owner doing personal training for a few years now. And then I decided that I wanted to 
not necessarily change directions, but maybe just broaden my scope a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So the whole concept uh, between adventuring the girl life is that I focus mainly on women. And we as women, you know, have this great life that we just go through at all times. You know, there are, there are little magical moments in the small parts of life and it doesn't have to be some grand adventure to feel like that you are having an adventurous life. Um, Thank you. I am really proud of it. Actually. I told you that it is my pet project. I love it so much. I, I really do enjoy it. You know, I feel like for a long time I would hear people say how much they just enjoyed their job. And I'm like, what kind of job do you have? You know, I'm like, there's not a job I have ever enjoyed. It's work and work pays the bills and that is it. And I feel like that I have jumped into that arena. I love doing my podcast. So I'll give you um, a small example of just funny things. Um, on my podcast, we talk about mainly self-help, improvement, you know, fitness, exercising, nutrition, those type of things. And then at the end of my segment, we always do um, a crowning moment and a flop moment. And it's just something silly that I throw in there to let everybody know that we are all going through all of this together, just like everybody else is. So even though someone might look like they have their life together, that is not always true. So we always do something funny with a great moment of the week. And then of course, a completely horrible moment of the week. And sometimes it's nothing, you know, Um, one of my examples is that the other day I went to the gym, I had an entirely full bottle of water, and I dropped it on the floor and it completely burst open all over the gym floor. And there was like, (laughs) no paper towels around, no nothing for I'm just standing there in this pile of water in the middle of the gym. I'm like, so it's not even, you know, something catastrophic. It was just something silly. And Oh, well, as is life. (laughs) And that's exactly right. We're all, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all sleep. We all eat. We all breathe. We all do all the same things to function. And I I think it's nice to share those moments and and have those laughs and realize we're, we're all in this together. None of us know what we're doing. We're all just bumbling our way through. So we may as well have fun along the way. Exactly. We don't have directions. We're just making it happen as we go. And that's, and that's just beautiful. Jen, it's been so amazing to chat with you today. You've shared, you know, thank you for sharing your story and, and how you've been able to, to come through the other side and give gratitude for the life that you've got now and use it to help other people. It's just such a beautiful thing. Now, I believe that you've got a free giveaway for the listeners that have been listening to us talking about sugar. Really? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So as I mentioned, I do have the five days worth of sugar-free hacks. And I'm sure that Samantha will put the link for us in the show notes. But if you go and sign up, then you can get five days worth of ways to cut added sugar out of your life. And it is slow and it is simple. And I promise it won't hurt too much. (laughs) What For the people that are just listening, do you want to tell us where you can go to get that? Yes, you can go to my website. Um, it is jenwhitmoretraining.com. Easy, easy, easy. Thank you so much, Jen. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. And I look forward to listening to more of your flops and crowning moments on Adventuring the Girl Life. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much, Samantha. I appreciate you having me. 
Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.